was also uh, trying to un uh, unwrap you from religion and uh, in any belief system about God. And so here we came together uh, and knowing that we needed God. And so we went on this journey together of um, finding what it really means to be Christian. And that brought us to uh, many, many journeys together, uh, very active in the church. Uh, we can honestly say we had every job there was. And, uh, and then there was this point where we said, and this is about 15 years ago now, we thought uh, that we had, we had helped start things like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Habitat for Humanity, um, uh, a ministry called uh, Great Banquet for CO, Walk to Mass, whichever one you, we, we were involved in all three of those, and lots of other things. And so we decided that uh, we were, that God was done with us, that we had done all the church stuff, we did every job there was, and that uh, this, that was it, and that there wasn't any more for us. And, uh, and so we decided we would pray about whether uh, we were to retire from Christian. And we were even thinking about getting a house in Florida and, and literally retiring to the beach. And, uh, and retiring from God. Because we had done, uh, as far as we knew, we had, you know, we were there. And we decided we should probably pray and fast about that before we uh, made such a big decision. And we did. So we agreed to pray and ask God, are you done with us? Is there more? And God said to us, uh, finally, he doesn't always speak right when you stop and listen. He waits till he's ready. And he said, uh, I will use you if you can agree to two things. You cannot be offended, and you have no rights. And we figured uh, whatever God was going to do with us, we were going to have lots of opportunities to be offended. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we have. It wasn't long before we started chasing God all over the country. We went to Toronto. We went to Florida. We followed every major move of God that we could find. We studied with Francis McNutt, who just passed away this year, and we're so grateful that we got to spend a week with him. We studied with Randy Clark and uh, spent uh, many different times of um, being in his teachings and a week of his training, um, lots of other people. And uh, many, many times we would go up for prayer and we would be wiped out on the floor. And we were Methodists. We didn't know God wiped people out. We didn't know he made them shake. We didn't know he made them laugh. We didn't know he made them cry. We didn't know what it looked like when God overwhelmed you. And uh, we used to say we had a ministry to the charismatic church. We would go up for prayer even if it was to get born again again. And uh, and then we'd end up on the floor and, we would, and they would say, oh my gosh, there's Methodists on their floor. We have a move of God. <laughs> now some of you guys don't even know what I'm talking about that's okay because someday it will really hit you oh my gosh those people are crazy because yes we found out that there was more and we wanted it and the more was 
this abundant Christian life that we want to talk about tonight. So, that's our story. Uh, we opened a healing room. We found out about healing rooms, and we opened one 11 years ago. And, uh, and we have now helped uh, open 30 healing rooms in North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Illinois. And so we oversee lots of healing rooms, and uh, which are ordinary people like us who found out that there's more. And uh, we get to put our hands on the sick, and we get to pray for people and see them recover. We have seen everything there is to recover from, healed. Uh, and uh, as we got into that uh, healing ministry, we started to find out that there are soul wounds and heart wounds that people uh, need to recover from even more than the sickness in their body. And uh, out of that, we started praying for people's uh, freedom. It wasn't because we were wanting to do deliverance. We don't even say we have a deliverance ministry, although we have for sure seen it all now. But uh, we weren't looking for that. We just wanted to see God touch people. And we found out that God wants to set people free. And it isn't nearly as complicated as we thought. If you know that you have authority and you know who is in charge and it's not you. That's a really big deal. I'm not in charge. I can't heal anybody. I can't set people free. I couldn't heal a flea if I tried. But Jesus does. And it is his deepest desire to see his sons and daughters walking in fullness of the dream that he had for us is his desire. It's good. He's good. We don't even know that God's good. We don't even know that, do we? We don't even believe God's good. So, what we want to talk about tonight is... Uh, We'll tell a few stories, but I'm going to start with, um, is it Luke 11? I want to read a prayer to you. Um, Luke 11. I'm really uh, sold on the Passion Translation, so this will be, might be a new translation for some of you, but I just like it because it makes, it puts the word in a different light. We've. We think we know what it means, and then you hear a new translation, and it opens up, opens it up. So one day, Jesus was in prayer, and one of his disciples came over to him as he finished praying and said, Would you teach us a model prayer that we can pray like John did for his disciples? So Jesus taught them this prayer. Our Heavenly Father... May the glory of your name be the center on which our life turns. Hmm. May your Holy Spirit come upon us and cleanse us. Manifest your kingdom on earth. And give us our needed bread for the coming day. Forgive our sins as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Hmm. And rescue us every time we face tribulation. Isn't that awesome? 
I don't know about you, but I grew up quoting the Lord's Prayer, but none of that made sense to me like this does. Do we believe that God takes what the enemy meant for evil and turns it for good? Has that been your story? It hasn't always been my story. So I'm going to tell you a story we just got permission to tell. I love to tell testimonies. I love to tell what God, I've seen God do. We have so many amazing stories of people changed forever when they forgot. I want to talk about forgiveness. I believe it's one of the greatest keys to the kingdom. The least understood, the most probably faked, if you want to be honest about it. We all say we forgive until we get that pain in our stomach when we see somebody we haven't forgiven or when we think about it. <laughs> or when we try and feel like a failure because we couldn't. So here's what happened in our own family. I'm not telling far off stories, although we have them, but this is ours. Our daughter um, had the dream wedding and married her high school sweetheart after college. And um, when uh, they, after three years of marriage, got pregnant with their first child, uh, as a boy, and uh, during her pregnancy, her high school sweetheart had an affair. Mm. Not a new story, is it? Um, so uh, we walked through such painful time with our daughter, who um, what ended up um, just totally falling apart, and. Um, Here's this new baby with a broken mama. And uh, our son, who's three years younger than her, was already in law school. And, uh, and Lee said, oh, come go to law school with me. You're smart. You can do this. And Rush is a lawyer. And, and so Laura uh, took the exam, entrance exam, and, and did amazingly well on it. And, uh, took her baby and moved to, to Lexington and got accepted in the University of Kentucky Law School um, at the same, and she and our son were in uh, law school at the same time. Graduated a year apart. <clears throat> when she came back home to practice law with her daddy, uh, she married a, a man she met in law school and, and has now three boys. Um, one of the painful things about being back in her hometown was to be having to deal with this woman who was now married to her ex-husband. So y'all got the picture, right? Very painful. Lots of uh, times we had to be together uh, for birthdays and Christmas and to see this person and to feel this pain in your stomach to feel this 
anxiety when you're going to see this person who ultimately destroyed your life as you knew it. Am I making sense to people? Everybody got the picture of it. Y'all can nod so I know you're wrong. Right? Everybody got the picture. Laura and I were in um, a book study together and with some other women and she dropped out of the study. Um, about six months later, I had another group of women to do the same study again. She joined it. And we came to the same section in the book, and she was going to quit again. It was the section where you had to deal with the issue of forgiveness. And so we talked about it and prayed, and she struggled with the real issue of forgiving this woman. So one day, she calls her and said, I need to meet with you freaked the woman out, as you can imagine, said okay. She came to Laura's house and um, was driven by Laura's ex-husband, her husband, and uh, wouldn't get out of the truck. And so Laura went over to the truck and said, oh, you don't have to get out of the truck. I'm not, there's nothing confrontational here. I just have one thing to say to you. I have held bitterness in my heart, and honestly, I hated you for what I believe you did to me. But I want you to know that I don't have that anymore, and I'm so sorry. If I've ever done anything to make you feel uncomfortable, I want to ask you to forgive me. And the woman sat there stunned and started tearing up and said, well, if anybody should be asking for forgiveness, it should be me asking you. And Laura said, well, that's not why I'm asking, that has nothing to do with what I'm asking of you. Will you forgive me for my bitterness toward you? I wish you well. And uh, she said yes. And I asked Laura if I could share this story tonight. And this is what she said. Forgiveness is a timely message for us. When you think about our whole country, do you realize that forgiveness has to begin with us? No matter what the issue is, it still has to begin with us. That is the whole point of the Christian message. It's individual. It's not about rules. It's about relationship. Mm -hmm. That is what Jesus brought. Not rules. That's religion. He brought us a relationship. And it begins, he says, with asking God to forgive me like I forgive people. Laura said, the freedom that forgiveness gives you, you didn't even know how much you needed, is the best part. And not having that 
pit in your stomach every time you see the person or even think about them. And then, here's the best part. You can always tell my story. And you can always say it was your daughter because it's your story too. You lived every part of it. And forgiveness has a ripple effect. It touches everyone around you. Ah, man, that's messed me up. <clears throat> See, what happens with forgiveness isn't just about you. That is the whole nature of the kingdom. The kingdom is a river that's flowing. And you get to set a dam, or you get to open the gates of the dam. You get to choose how much the river's going to flow in your family. In generations that are not even born yet, you get to choose. Because when you open the gate in your own heart for true forgiveness, when you set yourself free, you've made a way for everybody in your life, everybody who's connected to you, your children and your children's children, Free because you made a choice that they inherit. It's like money. I was just with a friend who's inherited a very, very large amount of money. It is no question to her now that she has a bank account that she can draw on all the time. Wouldn't that be cool? to just have a rich uncle or something <laughs> where I have a checkbook and I can just keep writing checks. <laughs> How cool would that be? That's what forgiveness is. It is that literally a change agent in your life. As if somebody gave you something you didn't have and didn't earn and didn't work for and really didn't deserve. It's like that. And once you grab hold of it and you allow your own heart to deal with the pain and to release it to God, you personally are free. That's what freedom, that's where freedom comes. You become free. It's not about what happened to you. It's about your own heart being free. And once you're free, see, freedom, free people, free people. We've always heard hurt people, hurt people. We know that, right? Did you know free people, free people? Come on. How about the good news of the gospel? And so as you become free, people around you catch it. They inherit it. They, it's the whole issue of light and dark. If we turn off the lights and we cover the windows and it's totally dark in here, it only takes one light to change the atmosphere. But we don't walk in the room and say, I just curse this darkness. This darkness has got to go. Why would we do that when all we have to do is flip a switch? When we get to choose to have light, 
That's what forgiveness is. You get to choose. And we really want to make an opportunity for you all. And I can't, I, I can't begin to tell you how dramatic the change is for you. Rush and I were on a Zoom call. Uh, we, we've been praying for people through Zoom because we you know, couldn't get with people. And people are desperate for prayer. So we had a Zoom meeting with this lady out of town. And she starts telling us, um, and it, we knew it was going to be a, a basically a deliverance session. In other words, she was dealing with some very uh, serious stuff that was going on in her life. And inner healing, you know, deliverance, it's all heart issues. And, uh, and we, go, we go along, we go along, and she's telling us all this story. And we're thinking, I don't know if this Zoom thing is going to work. You know, we're, we're trying to talk to her through a computer. You know? And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh my gosh, we caught what was she was saying, we caught what was going on, we caught what God was doing, and we just started releasing her by saying, uh, we just want to pray, we just want you to forgive, and we started naming these names of all these people, and all these situations, and then Rush just released her from this, um, these lies that she was believing about herself. And, and then she forgave herself. And she said, I felt this weight. I just felt this weight come off my chest. Like it's been there for years. I just felt this weight come off my chest. And she starts laughing. Literally. Immediately. Free. As she released this all this stuff that had been she had put on herself. You know that you can be your own worst enemy, right? Mm -hmm. That you've cursed yourself and you said, I'm not whatever whatever lie it was, I'm not good enough, I never whatever, whatever the lie was that you started with, it's now become a a, a true place that you have to forgive yourself. You have to let God forgive you. And then release that to other people in your life. So we're going to talk about what it is. We haven't rehearsed this. No, no. We're, we don't usually bring this message. Uh, you know, it's kind it's of a som somber kind of message. And we just felt the real sense that this was a message that would be helpful to some people here tonight. And so we're going to kind of walk on through this. and Because uh, uh, we all know the right answer as Christians is to, to the true false question. Yeah, I forgive. And we always say, yeah, I, I forgive people. And we walk through it. And we know the right answer. And we believe we, we said it before. And I guess the real question, you know, to decide have I really forgiven somebody, if the person who offended you, the person who hurts you, the person who, who, who you uh, say you've forgiven, if their car was broken down by the side of the road, are you going to stop and help them? <laughs> are you going to say, all right, good for yeah. <laughs> Thanks, God, I got a flat tire, and they're stuck out there, and it's 10 degrees below zero. Yeah, I hope they freeze, you know. You don't go that far, but you're not going to help them. You know, gosh, after what they did to you. So I don't know. Let me just be silly. But 
I really believe, and what I, what I know you guys know, but forgiveness is like a big tool. It's like a big key. And, and, and we have to use that to be set free. Jesus promised the abundant life in John 10, 10. Not only eternal life in John 3, 16, but he promised an abundant life. What does that look like? Well, it's not all sunshine and lollipops. <clears throat> but it's just a great life because he's with you. And if he's going to walk with you, you have to do what Jesus said. Of course, you know that as a believer. He said forgive. And we could pull out all the scriptures and spend a, you know, a long time teaching you what you already know. But Jesus said forgive. Well, why does he say forgive? He just wants us to be sweet, kind people. Well, I think maybe so. But the real deal is he wants us to be free. And because that's his heart, that's Father God's heart. Because of his forgiveness for us, he expects us to be able to forgive and walk in that forgiveness. My theology is it's, nothing, it's Jesus plus nothing else. I've done a lot of teaching. I read a lot of stuff. And I just come down to just Jesus plus nothing else. Read me the red. Let me see what Jesus said. I'm going to do what Jesus said. I'll figure out the other heavy theology in some other time. When I go to heaven, we can talk about really heavy theological issues. It's just do Jesus. And Jesus said, forgive. He didn't make it negotiable. He said, forgive. What's forgiveness? It's canceling a debt somebody owes you. They did you wrong. They hurt you. It was bad. They don't deserve any forgiveness. You, 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 you've got a debt, but you're going to let them off. You're going to cancel that debt. You're going to take that note and say, I forgive that debt. It doesn't minimize the harm they did to you. It doesn't say it was okay. It doesn't say you have to be reconciled with them. You don't have to be their best friend anymore. And you don't have to, but you, you can set boundaries around yourself because you've got to be protected to somebody who's abused you, hurt you. And they don't deserve forgiveness. They deserve a good beating. <laughs> not going to get the meeting because you're, you're not going to give it to them. Father God will take care of whatever has to be taken care of with them. That's, that's in the book. Romans 12, 19. I won't read it to you, but we're putting on Romans 12, 19. If you've got a problem with this teaching, you can go read that because God says, I'll take care of it. It's not yours to take care of. You forgive the person because I want you to be set free. Put boundaries. You know, you know if you've been hurt, you don't have to go back into a relationship with the abuser. Uh, but you're going to have to find a place where you can say forgiveness. I, started, I ministered to a young girl several years ago in Murray, Kentucky. We were going to train on healing prayer. We do a prayer time on Friday nights on that. And Barbie was having just a big time praying with some ladies. It was kind of a Holy Ghost healing, funny, fun time. Growing legs. Growing legs. <laughs> it was leg growing Monday, fr Friday night. We'll talk about that some other time. But anyway, we were praying for people with, with back problems and legs were growing. And it was just really wild and cool and crazy. And, that's another funny story. I get the lady pastor brings this young 15-year-old girl to me and tells me the story that, that she has been taken from her home. She's living with the pastor. The girl, the poor little girl, has been sexually abused, which means raped. It's just a nice word. It means raped by her father multiple times and taken from the home. And she's bringing the little girl to me to minister to and pray. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's a strange man. She doesn't know from, in, from Adam. They're expecting me to minister to this poor girl. It's like, oh Lord, I'm going to be over growing legs and laughing and having the Holy Ghost one time. This Barbie's a woman. I need she needs to go over, but that's front of me to do. My heart was breaking. All I could think about was how angry I was at a father who could do that. And I'm saying, Jesus, I, I'm having a hard time ministering to this girl because all I can think of is what he deserves. And I hope he gets it. You know, and the human that sent me, the father in me comes out because I'm a father of a daughter. And, and when you're a father of a daughter, you think differently about women. So 
I do what the best I can, and I minister to the girl. I talk to her, and I talk to her about forgiveness. And I, and I, but I don't push that thing, folks. I say, I just said to her, hey, you know, we, we talk Christian things. I said, there's going to come a time. It doesn't have to be now. There'll come a time when you'll want, you'll need to forgive what he's done to you, and you'll be able to do that. We talked a little bit about that. We talked, we prayed to her a little bit hard. Uh, I don't know what I, I don't remember what it said or what it did and how I prayed. Uh, the amazing part of that story, about three years later or so, I was at a big conference, like 3,000 people in Nashville, and it was a big night of worship before the big speaker got up there. And I got to tell you, folks, I'm just tired. It's everybody's on their feet like you all are tonight, worshiping and having a great Holy Ghost time, and I'm tired, and I'm on the end seat over here on probably row 50 or something. And I'm just sitting down where everybody else is standing up worshiping like you're supposed to. And I'm just tired. And I'm kind of worshiping, sitting down, okay? And this girl walks up. It's dark. This girl comes up to me and, and sort of kneels beside me. And I'm thinking, oh, great. She's going to pray for me because she's seen this old guy who's just not in with it, not with the program, not able to worship Jesus. She's going to try to pray my, my stuff off of me so I can enjoy worship, you know? And, and, and she, she looks up at me and says, Do you remember me? I said, oh, sure I do. And she said, I'm okay now. Later I was able to forgive. And I'm 18 or 19 now. And I'm doing really good. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people help you get there. I'm not taking credit for anything. God did it. But forgiveness was a key for her also. No matter how hard it looked. But she had to set up boundaries. She had to live a different life than the life she could have made it to live. So you're canceling this, somebody owes you. You had people hurt you. The lady you've already talked about is a recovered addict because the uh, man she met after her divorce wound up being, getting her hooked on drugs. Some heavy stuff. He also soaked her for a lot of money. Not only for drugs, but just for his lifestyle. And they lived together used her physically and dominated her and intimidated her. And uh, he ruined her life. And he was content to ruin her life from now on because he wanted her money. And she was hooked in that abusive cycle. And she said, got set free from it. She got set free from drugs. And she went into a different place. And she's been able, but what he deserved was a good deed. What he got was forgiveness. But she set up boundaries and she's walking free. But she canceled that. He owes her because he can never pay. And he wanted her to pay. But she's free. She's sober. She's probably five years of being sober. And she's walking with Jesus. And she's got the life she used to have. Uh, forgiveness is the key that unlocks your destiny that God has for you. And until you, until, until you use it, so you set yourself free with that key. You're never going to enjoy the abundant life. You're going to walk out the fullness of who God has for you to be. Understand, when you say I can't forgive somebody for what they've done to me, uh, you aren't currently punishing them. They don't really care. In most cases. So with helping forgiveness, you know, doesn't make any difference. You're not punishing them. I'm letting them off the hook. Well, they don't care. You're on the hook. It's going to take a toll on you. 
You're going to build up walls around you so you can never be hurt again. You're going to have anger issues. You're going to have bitterness issues. It's going to affect you emotionally. Stuff's going to eat you. You're going to have anger. It's going to be because of that person that hurt you that you couldn't. And you would think, well, uh, there's no way out of the cycle. But that's, you know, that's the crazy thing. You know, forgiveness is counterintuitive. You're forgiving somebody who doesn't deserve it in a million years. And you're not doing it just because you're a good person. You're not doing it because I'm a sweet little Christian. You're doing it because God says so, but He says so because He knows. That's the key. Just like Jesus is the key for us and the forgiveness that we receive from Father God through Jesus. So it takes a toll on you. And, uh, and like I said, like I said, it's God's way of setting you free. It's a powerful tool. It's what our daughter experienced. She hated the woman. The woman destroyed her life. She destroyed the Cinderella story she had for herself. But she, the day she did that, it was a miracle. She was suddenly free. She didn't have to put up the walls anymore. She could enjoy her relationship with other people, with her second husband. Because she wasn't afraid of being hurt again. So I think the result of it is you're free once you do the forgiveness. And you got to do it more than once, okay? Let's just be real about it. You know, I mean, and it's going to come up in other ways. You know, you're going to forgive the big things, but then you're like, like the bar, this is silly, but the type of bar is going to involve something in our community with some civic leaders trying to do a nice civic thing. And they're an egotistical man, and they've been hard to work with, and they made it like they hard on her, and they put her in a bad spot a couple times. And I despise that man. I, I can't go to meetings because I know that the lawyer thing will come out of me and I'll get a chance to speak and I'll just rip him up verbally so he'll be embarrassed in front of everybody and I'll feel good. She had a meeting a couple of days ago and I kept praying that. I just, I, I just want to be real. I, so I, I know about forgiveness. I teach it, okay? But here I am. I got this anger. She had a meeting Thursday and I, kept, I spent the whole day off on her talking to the Lord, saying, you know, I really, I would start thinking these cool things I was going to say to rip him up. Embarrassing. And then I'm thinking, I don't think that's the Jesus thing. You know, I'm having a hard time reconciling Jesus with how I'm feeling and what I'm saying. And those thoughts are still going through my head. I can't make them stop. But I, but I cannot act on them, you know. And so ultimately, uh, I have to do a little asking of forgiveness to the Lord. So thank you, Lord, that I didn't do what I wanted to do. Thank you that I, Barbie didn't ask me to come to the meeting. I just found out today where it was. Fortunately, if I had gone where I thought the meeting was, which is what I started to do at about 5.30, because I knew that's when the meeting was, she sent me a sweet text, you know, and I thought, well, well okay, well, I, don't, you know, I don't know what I ought to do here. And now I just found out if I had done what I wanted to, which was go to that room, that building, well, they weren't there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they were meeting somewhere else. So that's good. So... I'm being silly, but I'm being real, okay? We have to forgive, and it's going to, we've got lots of chances to be offended in life. We've got lots of reasons that, that, that people owe us something that they're never going to pay us. And we just got to keep walking out this forgiveness thing because it's going to keep setting you free. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, yeah. I believe, for sure it is. So, it's a lifestyle. Uh, I'm going to shift When it. God told us, you can't be offended and you don't have any rights. If you can agree to those two things, I'll use you. And we understood 
that this was going to go deep and it would be hard. And praying for uh, opening a healing room in a community that had never had anybody teach on healing. Needless to say, we were awed. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been we interesting. Are. We still are to lots of people because it's, and so that created for us opportunities to be offended. Take a rabbit trail. I want to tell the story. I want to tell about healing. Because I want to quit talking after this. No, I It's all yours. You got to land the ship. Land the ship. I will land the ship better than I do. I sometimes just work, I get words of knowledge sometimes. And I don't know if they're from God or if they're just from my head. That's the I ask. So, uh, uh, somebody has to come up with that. Like anger, like or a pain in the Walked in faith, he went to the back of the hotel room and uh, fixed himself a cup of coffee. And 
which apparently he couldn't drink coffee you know, without upsetting his stomach. And then he got up the next morning and had a pretty big breakfast, which he usually didn't, wasn't able to do. And then when I saw him at lunchtime, he was telling me about this, and I was you know, thinking, he had like a, we had barbecue for lunch that day. So he had like a barbecue pork sandwich. Thinking, oh my gosh, this guy's gonna throw up. And I was looking for it during the lunch hour. A great man of faith that I am. And we had the faith to pray for. It's like, well, I don't see him during the lunch hour. I think he must be throwing up somewhere, you know. So I'm looking for him as that's that smoking, you know. And he's so happy. Totally healed. So I just speak that over you in the name of Jesus. That whatever the digestive problem is. Whatever the root cause of that is, we cancel yes. that in Jesus' name. Healing the whole, whole digestive tract, that whatever those problems are, that they'll just go away, and then you'll be just like Bill. And I saw Bill a year later, and we had dinner dinner with him. He ate the greasiest pork stuff I ever saw, and he was just fine as can be. And so we just, if uh, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, what he did for one, he'll do it for the other. He did it for Bill, he'll do it for you, and I speak that over you in faith. Explain that. Jesus. Uh, any issues with the eyes? Okay, you had something here. Um, I just, your forgiveness really spoke to me. I just, I really need help with that. Just letting go and forgiving. Taking that breath out of it inside. That was really touching. Let's just move into the forgiveness right now, everybody. I'll come back with these words I've got in a minute. Let's just move into that forgiveness. That's God's timing right now. I've got kind of a little sample prayer. Can I do that, Barbara? You want to do it? Uh, look, you all can just kind of pray this. Uh, you know, if this is speaking to you, you don't have to say it out real loud. You can kind of, kind of lip sync it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll hand this out. This is kind of some, some, some notes of ours on healing on forgiveness that you all can take. Because, you know, like if you're not ready to forgive somebody, that's okay. Just take this and review it because when the time comes, you're able to deal with it you got to deal with it. And so this is kind of a little sample prayer that we're, we're going to use tonight to kind of lead you to repeat after me kind of prayer. So if there's anybody uh, that you need to forgive, if anybody still has a hold over you, uh, and you know, take your Christian thing off and, and you know, your answer to a false question and get real, just like I did with you over the guy that I'm still trying to struggle with not make things look bad in public uh, because I really would like to, but I know that's not the Jesus thing. <laughs> So, so I got to repent as so well as pray. Let me tell a forgiveness story. Uh, healing. Um, a friend of ours uh, is a physical therapist. He had a lady come in who uh, is a wife of a Pentecostal pastor and had um, had many people pray for her. And she was uh, had been hurt in her workplace. They were working on a wall. And her office was on the other side of the wall, and they caused a bookcase to fall on her. Mm. And it hurt her back, hurt her neck. She was in very bad shape, uh, a great deal of pain, um, and uh, had been through uh, a lot, had problems with her doctor, had problems with her insurance, all of these things. And her whole family was tired of hearing about it. And uh, she come to physical therapy because God told her to go to this person. And so he said, well, you know, I, I'll do what I could do as a physical therapist, but let's see if Jesus wants to do something first. And uh, when you tell me all of this, I guess I need to ask you, have you forgiven everybody? And she goes, oh, yeah, I forgave the doctor, and I forgave this. And she starts naming everybody. And, and he's like, okay. 
And she said, but my family hasn't been very understanding, and I'm really mad at them. And I'm really mad at the lawyer that didn't give me as much help as I needed. And she started making her list of who she was still really mad at. And she realized that she had not forgiven. And she said, I do need to forgive. I need you to help me. And so he prayed with her to really release these people and forgive. And as she prayed that prayer, her pain started leaving. When she finished, she was completely healed. It was amazing. She told our friends, she said, well, my husband said we go to all the big faith givers and nobody ever asked me about forgiveness. Now, We've seen many, many people healed when they forget. Especially with problems uh, that are autoimmune or uh, other ongoing like stomach issues and things like that are often based on this bitterness that sets up in your body. So uh, God's going to do really big things as we pray through this prayer. So uh, I just invite you to really let your heart be open before the Lord who knows everything and adores you. A God who loves you is the one we're praying to. No condemnation. He wants you free way more than you even realize. And think about the people or person. Focus on who it is that you're forgiving. Thank you, Ms. Gray. Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I'm powerless to forgive. I'm powerless to forgive. I admit I want revenge. I admit I want revenge. But I know. But I know. That is not your way. That is not your way. And not your will for me. And not your will for me. I know you want me. I know you want me. To live a life. To live a life. That walks in forgiveness. That walks in forgiveness. In the same manner that you forgave me. In the same manner that you forgave me. Of all my offenses. Of all my offenses. I choose right now. I choose right now to forgive my offender. To forgive my offender. To say their name. I release that person's name again into your hands. Into yours. Give up every right. I give up every right to hold vengeance. To hold vengeance. Or resentment. Or resentment. Toward him or her. Toward. Turn him, I turn him or her completely over to you. Over to you. And ask your blessings on their life. And I ask your blessings on their life. Give me the grace. Give me the grace. To renew my mind. To renew my mind. And my heart. And my heart. As I refuse to dwell. As I refuse to dwell. On any feelings of unforgiveness. On any feelings of unforgiveness. That may try to resurface. That may try to resurface. Bring all of my emotions. Bring all of my emotions. Into alignment. Into alignment. With my choice to forgive. With my choice to forgive. Guard my heart against bitterness. And guard my heart against bitterness. Guide me. Guide me. As you build in me. As you build in me. A stronghold. A 
stronghold, stronghold of your love, of your your love and compassion for all people. And compassion for all people. I pray this in the name of Jesus. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Thank you and amen. Thank you, amen. Now for those who read that and it stirred in you that you know that you have never really asked Jesus into your heart. You've never really accepted that forgiveness that God has for you. We want to make a way for you to receive Him tonight. His love, the radical love of God, is available. And I don't know if there's anybody that this is stirring you. Um, and then we want to pray for people who um, are um, have physical needs, something stirred up in you that we want to pray for people. Rush has a couple more words of knowledge than I have a couple. So when we get words of knowledge, they're just God giving us clues about what's going on in people's hearts and bodies. And uh, they are signs for us that he wants to heal. He, why would he give us a clue if he didn't want to do something? So, um, so, you know, it doesn't mean that he doesn't want to heal you. It just means that he's um, stirring the water. Anybody have anything going on with their eyes? Blur vision or something? Okay. I've got you. Okay. So, uh, great. It's not great you've got the problem, but great that you've got the word of knowledge. So, I just want to pray right now. Hopefully, your physician will guys and just ask the name of Jesus. And so, whatever that problem is, that would be corrected right now. Uh, this one exercise in Yesterday, Father, you just gave that impression. So I just speak. Teach these your people, uh, your children. And it's a statement of faith. Uh, I pray that the prayer of faith that you taught us in James 5. So we come now as believers, these whole room full of believers. And as a matter of faith, you speak healing and wholeness into your eye conditions for each of you. That will be cleared up. Problems with the eyes to be set free from whatever been afflicting you with your vision. Speak that in your name, Jesus. We find it because it's your words for these people. It's not me playing a guess today. It's you. Thank you for revealing that. We speak healing wholeness to each one. Each of your eyes now in the name of Jesus. This may be kind of weird. Speak. To, I have a pain in bodies here, so yeah, that's obviously you. Yeah. Anybody else has pain in the body? Just kind of raise your hands for me. Pain in body. Quantify that pain, whatever it is on a one to ten scale. You know, ten being the worst, whatever that is, just quantify it for me right now. Let's just come up together as a whole room. Thank you for listening. We speak to the pain in next time. First, body now. 